folks. It's Uncle Norm. Man, three days left till our Kickstarter wraps up. Can you believe it? You've still got time to get in there and get some awesome Drabblecast rewards. Hit the link in our show notes or do a search for Drabblecast Reborn on Kickstarter or Google. Today, I wanted to focus on a special stretch goal we're aiming for that I hope you're as excited about as I am. First, there were the desert sands of Mongolia in search of the Mongolian deathworm. Then there were the jungles of Kenya in search of the brain-eating Nandi bear. Now, with your support of the Travelcast Reborn Kickstarter campaign, a new adventure lies beneath the waves of the South Pacific. Connor Chodesworth in search of the shambling mare people. Help fund my next epic cryptozoological caper on the high seas by helping us reach our $45,000 stretch goal. Yes, do it. So, I love selecting and reading you all weird fiction each week. I love doing Drabble news and reading your hundred-word stories. But when I get to become Drabblecast resident cryptozoologist Connor Chodesworth and embark on an epic miniseries in search of some strange-ass ridiculous animal, folks, nothing gets me more pumped. It's a lot of work, though. In each of these fake nature documentary series to date, I've not only brought voice actors and intense production, I've written and inserted entire fully produced songs. And man, am I itching to give Connor another trip into the unknown. As fans of the Mongolian Deathworm and Brain-Eating Nandi Bear series well know, the common thread of these ridiculous madcap adventures is that Connor suffers both extreme ADHD and extreme tunnel vision simultaneously, and the creature he passionately seeks along with his inevitably inept crew somehow always manages to be both the first and furthest thing from his mind. In Search of the Mongolian Deathworm involved an entire charade with rock singer-slash-do-gooder Bono suddenly apotheosizing into a dune-like blind god-emperor in charge of legions of holy warriors, while the world of Dr. Seuss blended in confusingly with the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. In Search of the Brain-Eating Nandi Bear found Connor hopelessly entwined in storylines from beloved author Lewis Carroll and the disappointing American TV series Lost, as well as an ethereal and perhaps hostile phantom Bette Midler smoke monster. Here's what I can tell you about the next adventure, folks, should we reach our $45,000 stretch goal with your support. Connor will be the captain of a bumbling research vessel in the central South Pacific, near where Amelia Earhart disappeared, scouring for signs of an ancient lost civilization of fish-frog humanoids akin to that of the Fiji mermaid. He will have a parrot that he deeply regrets ever bringing on board, and possibly an eye patch, depending on how his pink eye is doing. Elements of H.P. Lovecraft will come into play, as well as Connor's incessant drive to, in a sense, never grow up. That was a hint. You might not have seen it because of the maybe eye patch and the whole podcast thing. Hit up the Drabblecast Kickstarter, folks. We're still going strong till this Wednesday the 17th, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Gonna close out here with an excerpt from each series for those of you who may be new to Connor's adventures or those who want to relive the magic. You can find full downloadable compilations of both as links in our show notes or by searching for Connor Chodesworth in the search bar on our website. I love that there might be people out there typing the words Chodesworth for the first time in their lives. And as a special treat, check your feeds next for a special video nature documentary podcast adventure pulled from behind the Drabblecast B-Sides paywall called In Search of the Burmese Floridian Python. 
Hope you enjoy, and thank you all so much for your support. Can't wait to be reborn. In Search of the Mongolian Death Worm with Connor Childsworth. The cream-colored sands and billowing sagebrush of the Gobi Desert stretch on for nearly 1,000 miles, from the arid southwest basin to the mist-shrouded mountains of the north. Though the days here are filled with temperatures relentlessly hot and unforgiving, the nights are surprisingly chilly and stunningly beautiful. The lonely shadowed hills are frequented by scattered wildlife, marbled polecats, desert asps, the occasional grey wolf. A dark canopy of bright stars stretches far beyond the moonlit horizon, gently blanketing the ancient, eternally whispering dunes as far as the eye can see. Our research team is fast asleep in their tents, recovering from another exhausting, disparaging day. Bono snores loudly to my left. He's joined our team again, after being rescued from a wormhole a few weeks ago. He's not quite the same, though, anymore. Evidently, he's become the God Emperor of Mongolia, or so he claims. He calls himself the Kwisatz Dushbagar. I thought he just wore those big silly sunglasses because he's a giant tool bag, but apparently he's blind now. A blind prophet with mysterious mental powers that allow him to bridge space and time. Powers that he gained after allegedly surviving the perverse ritual agony of sexual coupling with a death worm underground. The worm in question was not in fact a real death worm, but an exceptionally lifelike and sexy death worm decoy that we fashioned out of camel intestine and doled up with cosmetics for worm entrapment. I don't quite know how to break it to him. I lie awake by the fire, gazing upward, searching for answers in the stars. If you know what to look for, and you look hard enough, you can find all sorts of bizarre, spectacular creatures up there amongst the stars. Right over there, for example, Capricornus, the half-goat, half-fish. And there, Draco, the vicious, bloodthirsty dragon. Everywhere you look, there's a colossal bear, there's a centaur, there's a monster crab preparing for battle, there's even a giant flying scorpion. Myths given shape and form, made real in the sky. But the Mongolian death worm evades me even in the stars. Isn't there room enough in the heavens to fashion a death worm for me? Aren't there stars enough in the night sky? I mean, it's a goddamn worm for Christ's sake. That's gotta be the most basic, easiest to make constellation ever. It's, it's like a fucking straight line. It's up there somewhere, I know it is with acid dripping from its sparkling maw and lightning exploding from its celestial ass. I just can't see it. I just can't connect the dots. Mongolian death worm. 
Just a pipe dream, fantasy, death worm. It's time to stop running. So why don't you take a little chance on me? I'll saddle you up like John Wayne and mount your glistening membrane. Ride off into the sunset, segmented silhouette, clinging to your ring, singing hi ho, giddy up. Did you know I've got a death worm tramp stamp covering my lower back, just above my booty crack? Did you know I'd give anything just to see you? Did you know that I'm a Sagittarius, just like Mariah Carey is? She said it best. You're never gonna shake me, 'cause ooh, death worm, you'll always be my baby. I suppose I just have to come to terms with it. 
There's nothing phenomenal at all about the world. Nothing extraordinary in the slightest happening out here in the Gobi Desert. There's nothing but boring, unremarkable worms in the ground and boring, unremarkable stars in the sky. What the? What is that? Something or someone is descending from over the hills with a flood of bright, blinding light. It's glorious, angelic, heavenly. Our entire team falls to their knees before the holy fire radiating outward. I can't see its face, but it looks as though it's preparing to deliver a message to us. It says, Tremble and fearest thou not, yet hark and behold, for saith he unto us on this very nigh that... Wait a second. I recognize those patterns of redundancy anywhere, that circumlocution, those pleonisms and meaningless excessive mortifiers. Nambarin? He says, Yea, and verily it shall come to pass that unto us a sign be made known, and unto us a guide be given, blah, 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 more stuff in the passive voice. Y you know what, Nambaran? Seriously, wh why do I even bother translating for you if you're not even at least try and prune away some of those cluttered adverbs? Uh, and get that spotlight out of my face. Why the crap are you carrying that around? Frying people's retinas. God. Holy crap. What is that? It can't be. Am I seeing things? Lo, a brightly shining star, which in the west hath shone before me, connects and makes a worm with the north star, guiding us westward. Nambaran, is this what you were babbling about? Oh, shut up. I see it. A death worm in the stars. It's a sign. We must travel westward. Somebody wake up the god, Emperor. We've got moors and mountains to traverse. Nambaran, saddle up those Bactrian camels. We three are ditching the Orient. The brain-eating Nondi bear. Terrifying, and yet fascinating. Like Bjork or a Tijuana donkey show. After sacrificing several months of my life, sanity, and dignity last year in search of the Mongolian deathworm, a quest which ultimately left my career drier than Jeff's wife on their honeymoon, hey! I intend to redeem my scientific credibility by finding this mythical bear. I shan't give up. The adorable kitten on the poster above my cubicle was very clear about what I'm to do if at first I don't succeed. Of course, all of my colleagues call me preposterous. But I assure them, I'm ready. I'm finally posterous, bitches. Unfortunately, we've already experienced a small initial setback. Our flight, the Oceanic Flight 815, mysteriously crashed into the ocean, massacring everyone but myself, Jeff, the dumpy, unlikable cameraman, and our production manager, Hank, who died just as we reached shore from an ongoing and unrelated case of mad cow disease. Why is Sarah calling you, Dad? I think it's time that you let this go. Why is she calling? Because she was afraid, Dad, for you. I want to know exactly why the hell she would call. She could see that you were slipping. You were losing your grip. 
after floating to shore amongst the flotsam and jetsons, we were taken in by a friendly tribe of the Bantu, a noble indigenous people with rich cultural traditions and boobs that look like sopping rolled up holiday inn towels. Mama Huyo Anaitwa Amina. She's beautiful. The woman who found Jeff and I washed up and lying prostrate in the sand. Her name is Wasarika Mombwe, but I call her Erica because I don't have all day. I think she likes me, and you know what they say, once you go white, you never stop amassing the majority of the world's wealth, exploiting its resources and killing off most indigenous peoples with your diseases and bloodthirsty manifest destiny ideology. She's quite taken by me. She has brought us to the center of their village, where I have requested to meet with one of their sacred holy witch doctors for more information regarding the Nandi Bear's whereabouts. She says the witch doctor's right in this door. Chupa K. Abraham Lincoln, what the bloody hell is that? Amina amejifunika kanga kichwani. Well, I know it's a vagina. Don't you think I've seen photographs? What's it doing between that woman's legs is what I want to know. Kanga inajulikana kama leso. What? Getting her paps smear? Uh, what does this woman's father have to do with any of this? Kanga hununuliwa katika jozi. Gynecologist? I thought you were taking me to a witch doctor. Huwa na maua? Yes, we want witch doctor. Huwa na maua? Exactly, not this doctor, witch doctor. Huwa na maua? Why do you keep repeating me, woman? Witch doctor, we need witch doctor. Oh, bloody hell, not more wordplay. Witch is a homophone, and you're trying to ask me which witch doctor we want to see. Jeff, shut your mouth, you act like you've never seen a photograph of a vagina before. <laughs> well, listen, Erica, we don't want this kind, I assure you that. We need to speak to the Walla Walla Bing Bang type, the kind that will tell us all about ancient rituals and mystical sacraments, dark curses, and bears. Kanga ni mavazi muhimu sana. What's that you say? He's right behind me. Well, well, well. Look at what the douche cat dragged in. A douche! Oh my god. Who let the douche cat out of the bag? The douche bag, of course. Douche, Chodsworth. Douche. Old rugged cross of Sasquatch, Wolfgang von Tainthammer, my old arch rival. It can't be. Your frickin' witch doctor of the Bantu? You? Really? Walla walla bing bang, Mr. Chodsworth. Vala vala, bing bang. <laughs>